And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, September 15th. And for our Jewish listeners, Happy New Year, which is tonight, Rosh Hashanah, sunset tonight. I'm sure that I will be sitting in horrendous traffic as I approach my Rosh Hashanah meal, but so be it. It's sort of part of the tradition. Meanwhile, for everyone else, it's just, you know, maybe you just want to have two new years. It's like a, it's like a second opportunity to do New Year's resolutions, which I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's like very Dan Pinkish. Remember he did that book when he says that having those kinds of milestones are actually very good. They're a good way to, to kind of prompt you to do something different. So um, maybe you'd like to take this opportunity to make a New Year's financial resolution, if that's the case. Why don't you give us a holler? Go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and of course, uh, write the note. If you're shy, you don't want to come on the air, give us a lot of detail. If you do want to come on the program, just check the box. Mark will do everything else. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter and you should buy my book, The Great Money Reset. I had a nice chat with uh, my book agent, who's lovely. He said that it's a solid performer. It's not a runaway hit. How can I make it a runaway hit? I want it to be a runaway hit. I don't really care that much. I like the book so much because it's based on my conversations with you guys the Great Money Reset is a way to make big changes in your personal life without sacrificing all the hard work you've done in your financial life. So if you want to check that out, it's almost like every conversation we've had with people recently is about a reset of some type. So you can buy the book, The Great Money Reset, wherever you buy books, or you can just go to our website. While you're there, don't forget, free weekly newsletter. Mark does a great job on that. All right, today, let's do some emails. Emails. This is from Marlene, who writes, I've been a widow for three years and have been living on Social Security and RMDs, required minimum distributions from investments, totals about $200,000. Wow. One year ago, I invested more funds to purchase a cottage on a small lake. I hope it was a small cottage. 
Oh, the price was too good to pass up $90,000 for two bedrooms and it was furnished. I took out an equity loan to purchase the cottage against my three bedroom home, which I own without a mortgage. My, the, <laughs> um, my quote unquote boyfriend. I mean, partner, you can say, if you don't want to say boyfriend, wants me to pay off the equity loan because it's at 10 and a quarter percent. Oof, that's a heavy duty interest rate. My finance person suggested that I have the monthly payments, about $1,000, paid from my investments monthly, and I shouldn't take the money out of the account to pay off the loan. His concern is that I will run out of money, and I don't believe that I can live on my social security, which is $2,000 a month. I'm leaning towards taking the finance person's suggestion. My boyfriend thinks I should sell $100,000 of stock, pay off the equity loan of $110,000. Oh, okay. Well, Mark, if someone is taking, let's just think about this. Let's say there's $175,000. Is that required minimum distributions? I'm intrigued by this. I want to know what the actual corpus of all the investments that you have is. I kind of feel like the total investment number is just the $200,000. Oh, I read that the wrong way. You're 100% correct. Oh, you can't pay this off. Your uh, your broker's right. You need the money. Can we sell the house? Like, Here's the deal. You never should have bought the cottage. That's what I think. Uh, if the price was too good to pass up, uh, can you go live there full time? What's the house worth? This is just the two hundred thousand. You can't pay it off. You would be really sapping all of your liquidity. I don't think that's a good plan. Val asks, "What should I consider after retirement when it comes to taking money from Roths versus traditional four hundred one ks? I have access to both. What should I consider when it comes time to take the money from?" retirement accounts. Well, I mean, part of this has to do with how much money is in each. Generally speaking, I would probably be taking traditional money out a little bit at a time, especially if you're in like that funny little sweet spot before you are adding your income up and going, you know, bringing social security into the picture, you might want to just start taking the money out of the traditional. The Roth uh, interestingly enough, does not require a minimum distribution, doesn't have a required minimum distribution. And so I'd rather let that last as long as I possibly can. But what you really should be considering is what's your tax bracket and what your needs are. Give us a holler. Love to have you on the air. And we could talk more about that. Uh, this is from Patrick, who's 35 years old. And he says, I've recently started to put more money into my 401k, 15% of the paycheck. He makes $70,000 a year and has $60,000 in a Fidelity account, which is all high-risk stocks. Oh, God. Uh, I was wondering, with inflation and not having a pension or any other real retirement savings, is this a good track to be on? Should I put the money in another retirement account or try to be more aggressive, more aggressive than all stocks, all high-risk stocks? How much more aggressive do you want to be? Do you want to go to Vegas? Let's do that. Uh, she says, very sarcastically. I'm only kidding. You want to retire at 62 and a half, not work much longer. You're 35. How do you know what you want to do? Pat, I think that you should be trying to put in um, as much money as you can afford into your retirement account. I would suggest if you have the ability to use a Roth that you do use a Roth 
And I wouldn't do anything else, but I'd be very careful about having all high-risk stocks. There's nothing else to do. I'd be interested in learning a little bit more about this, I have to retire when I'm 62. That you could live for 40 years after that. You would actually have a longer retirement than a work life. (laughs) Chris says, my husband is turning 65. Uh, I'm 63. We're both still working. We've got grown children who are out on their own. They're not married, but they do have successful jobs. My husband and I have term life insurance policies. I think this is in response to my life insurance segment recently. At what point can we give these policies up? You know what? Right now. How about that? There's no reason. No one needs life insurance at this point. You probably have plenty of money saved. You didn't say that, but you know, in your, in your early 60s, I got to presume you have plenty of money. You can figure out how to bury each other. You're fine. Okay. Uh, Carla. Are treasury bills worth purchasing for the short term, 30 to 90 days, if I can invest $10,000? You can do that, but you can also just buy, find a high yield money market, you know, and a high yield savings account. I think either of those is fine. You might be happier actually having the flexibility of the money market. Kay is 69. She's single, no kids. She's in good health. She says, I'm going to be doing some estate planning soon. <laughs> I don't really trust anyone in my family to handle my affairs. <laughs> Are there any alternatives? Yeah. I mean, why not have a friend? If you're 69 years old, you've got a few bucks. Who are you leaving money to? You know, who are the beneficiaries of your account? And maybe you just have a friend who will do it for you. And if not, you can choose. There are estate services at some institutions, not all. It's a pain in the neck, as I now know. But I would say that it's probably good to try to find somebody who's in your state who has a little bit of, um, I don't know, like administrative acumen. It, it does not take financial acumen. And chances are you're going to have a will that basically says, here's who I'm leaving it to. Maybe it's all charity. But, you know, pick somebody who can just sort of shepherd the way through. And um, I would do a friend. I think that would be fine. Okay. And one more from Donna who says, you always talk about index funds, and I can't seem to find which funds are the index funds. Uh, Ah, she wants tickers for Vanguard and Fidelity. Oh, okay. Mark, I can do this. Vanguard, S&P 500. Let's see. The index fund ticker is, ready for this? There are admiral shares, which is when you put in a lot, I think when you put three grand at least in the, the admiral shares is V F I A X. Okay. Fidelity's index fund, uh, S and P 500 index fund is F X A I X. And, you know, by the way, just type it into the browser. Like we are, if you go to any of these websites, okay. When I say any, when I'm talking about different mutual fund sites, you know, if you go to T. Rowe Price, if you go to Vanguard, if you go to E-Trade, if you go to Fidelity, if you go to Schwab, it's all there. By the way, Donna says, I get your broadcast in the early morning when I'm in bed. Maybe I've missed the answer to my question. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I have fun with you guys. All right. Now, that's about it. If you have a question about index funds or exchange-traded funds or investing or estate planning, life insurance, anything that is remotely financial, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and do let us know if you would like to come on the air. 
hey, while you're on the website, don't forget, there's a lot of stuff there. There are other shows like our radio show. There's a blog, there's resources, and there are videos. Don't forget, if you'd like to subscribe to our service, Jill on Money Live, that's where you have access to quarterly live webinars and more bonus content. All you need to do is just click on that link, 35 bucks, get you signed up. I think that's it. That's it for this show. And it's Friday, so let's do some business. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is the best executive producer in the world. He's like a pretty darn good web king. We'll see. We'll see. He's still kind of finding himself there. I think he will become the best ever. We are distributed by Cadence 13. Do me a favor. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 